No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Solomon's 700 wives and 300 concubines turn his heart away from God. Is the pleasure of sin worth the pain? We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 1 Kings chapter 11 on Simply the Bible. The past several days, I have spent all my spare time preparing income taxes. As you look at how much you are giving to the government, there can be the temptation to fudge a little here or there. But income tax evasion is a serious crime. And sooner or later, most criminals get caught. But even if you manage to cheat the government and get away with it, no one can cheat God. The Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians 6, 7, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. That is what we see today as we look at the later years of King Solomon. Early in his life, he began sowing to his flesh, and as an old man, he reaped corruption. Solomon knew that it was a sin for a king to multiply wives, but he completely ignored God's commandment. We continue today in 1 Kings chapter 11. But King Solomon loved many foreign women, as well as the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, and Hittites, from the nations of whom the Lord had said to the children of Israel, You shall not intermarry with them, nor they with you. Surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. Solomon clung to these in love. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. For it was so when Solomon was old that his wives turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not loyal to the Lord his God, as was the heart of his father David. Solomon collected women like some men collect automobiles. I remember as a child, my dad lived in Reno, Nevada, and he would take me to the Harris Automobile Collection, and there were warehouses full of antique automobiles that had been collected by this very wealthy casino owner. That's sort of the way Solomon was, except he had a collection of foreign women. Now, why did Solomon do this? No doubt he thought it would be sensually satisfying. Or maybe he just kept searching for the perfect woman, the proverbial 10. He thought happiness was right around the corner. The next relationship, the next concubine, the next marriage, surely he would be fulfilled. But we know from Ecclesiastes that he wasn't fulfilled. And finally he said, it is all vanity. Solomon clung to his foreign women in love. This speaks of a strong emotional attachment, which is normal and desirable in a husband toward his wife. The problem was that Solomon became attached to the wrong women. It was a fatal attraction. 
If only he had followed the wisdom the Lord had given him. Benjamin Franklin said, keep your eyes wide open before marriage, half shut afterwards. Unfortunately, Solomon reversed the order and closed his eyes to God's law and to the foreign women he was marrying. His heart went out to them in love. Or was it lust? Solomon is an enigma, for he was the wisest man who ever lived, yet he acted foolishly in his later years. He wrote in Ecclesiastes 4.13, It is better to be a poor but a wise youth than an old and foolish king who refuses all advice. And yet, that is exactly what Solomon did. As he grew older, his resistance wore down. He became increasingly vulnerable. He knew the right thing to do, but he refused to do it. Verse 5, For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, but did not fully follow the Lord as did his father David. Then Solomon built a high place for Chemosh, the abomination of Moab, on the hill that is east of Jerusalem, and for Molech, the abomination of the people of Ammon. And he did likewise for all his foreign wives, who burned incense and sacrificed to their gods. These gods and goddesses were called abominations because of the filthy practices involved in their worship. Ashtoreth was the goddess of fertility and sexuality. Her worship included legalized prostitution involving both male and female prostitutes. Her images were pornographic and designed to arouse lust. Pornography is pandemic today, infecting the world and the church. People are slaves to their lusts. But until a person views this as an abomination to where the mere thought of it sickens him, he will not likely give it up. His heart will cling to his images even though they are destroying him and his relationships. And then there was Molech. The worship of Molech involved human sacrifices, especially children, which was strictly prohibited by God. When they gave themselves over to their lusts, they soon abandoned their natural affection for their children. How could the one who called upon the people to be wholly devoted to the Lord do these things? Solomon's compromise wasn't a sudden thing, for he gradually descended into the pit of idolatry. First, he permitted his wives to worship their own gods. Then he tolerated their idolatry and even built shrines for them. And eventually, he began to participate in these pagan practices with his wives. Warren Wiersbe writes, His sensual love for his many wives was more compelling than his spiritual love for the Lord, the God of Israel. How tragic. But this is how one goes down the blinding road of compromise. So the Lord became angry with Solomon because his heart had turned from the Lord God of Israel, who had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing that he should not go after other gods. 
But he did not keep what the Lord had commanded. Therefore the Lord said to Solomon, Because you have done this and have not kept my covenant and my statutes, which I have commanded you, I will surely tear the kingdom away from you and give it to your servant. Nevertheless, I will not do it in your days for the sake of your father David. I will tear it out of the hand of your son. However, I will not tear away the whole kingdom. I will give one tribe to your son for the sake of my servant David and for the sake of Jerusalem, which I have chosen. God was angry with Solomon, for never had any person received so many wonderful blessings from God and yet turned away from God. The Lord had appeared twice to Solomon and had given Solomon what he asked for, wisdom plus riches and fame, and would have given him probably most anything, gave him victory over enemies and peace in the land. And yet that wasn't good enough. Solomon wanted more. God warned Solomon, but he paid no attention. Finally, the Lord prophesied against him that he would tear away the kingdom from his descendants, leaving his son with only the tribe of Benjamin in addition to his own tribe of Judah. Solomon could have repented, but his heart was too hard. Instead, he clung to his foreign wives and their abominable practices. The moral of this story is that we must guard our affections. Jesus said that if we lust for someone other than our spouse, then we've committed adultery in the heart. But the truth is that as the heart goes, so the body will follow. Solomon's greatest act of adultery was not against any of his wives, but against the Lord who had blessed him in every way. James wrote to people who pray to God but don't receive answers to their prayers because their motives are wrong. They seek to spend themselves on their own pleasures. You adulterous people, he said, don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think Scripture says without reason that the spirit he caused to live in us envies intensely, but he gives us more grace. If we turn aside from God to love worthless idols, then the Holy Spirit within us is jealous for us, like a jealous husband whose wife is unfaithful. And this best explains the Lord's heart toward Solomon, whom he had named Jedidiah, meaning beloved of the Lord. The good news is that even though our hearts may have turned away many times from God to our own way, he gives us more grace if we turn back to him. But how much better would it be to remain faithful to the Lord? One thing I desire is to finish my race in loyalty to God. Far too many believers have not finished well. But if you have strayed from the Lord, then listen to his voice today and don't harden your heart. Turn around before it's too late. Solomon wrote that he who has often been corrected and yet hardens his heart will suddenly be cut off and that without remedy. But Jesus said, 
all that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. So wherever you're at today, if you hear the Lord's voice, will you come to Jesus today? Let's close in prayer. Father, we thank you for your wisdom. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your great love for us. And Lord, I pray that if we have been led astray by the idols of this world and have turned away from you and become a friend of this world and an enemy of God, then Father, I pray that you would draw us back to you by your Holy Spirit. Lord, bring us back to Jesus. Let us seek him with all of our hearts and find him today. In Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where God raises up two adversaries against Solomon to mess with him. When we displease God, he can raise up others to trouble us. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.